This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, April 8th, 2022. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, a special program on the successful Amazon Union Drive in New York. Plus, the Labour Start report about union events and singing. It's fun to be in love. This is Radio Labor. We want to thank Jeff Bezos for going to space because when he was up there, we were signing people up. Today, the people had spoken and the people wanted a union. That is Chris Smalls, the president of the Amazon Labor Union, the ALU. Despite all the union-busting tactics by Amazon, the 8,000 workers at the company's Staten Island warehouse in New York voted 55% in favor of unionization. Mr. Smalls became a supporter of unionization when he protested that the company was doing little to keep its workers safe during the pandemic. Amazon fired him. When the announcement of the union vote was declared on April 1st, Mr. Smalls held a media conference on a busy New York street. This is for them. It's not, it's not for me personally, it's for them. Like, when I explain that to people, I'm saying, yeah. you know, oh, we're going to do this for you. I'm like, no, you're doing it for yourselves. No, this, this is for y'all. And that every vote count and every vote matter, their voices were heard. And like I said, it's uh it's Amazon versus the people and the people are spoken. This this right here, this is gonna be the the catalyst for the revolution. That's exactly what this yeah. is. This is the catalyst for the revolution. Uh, just like Starbucks. Y'all see what's going on with Starbucks unionizing across the country. We expect the same outcome. We already got interest in uh, 18 different buildings and uh, several different states, workers reaching out to us. We want to help every single person we could. And um, I- I'm happy, once again, that um, I was able to be a part of this experience. So um, we don't know um, how that's going to get done yet, but I can tell you that everybody behind me is all fighters. And we're going to fight to the very end. We're going to give it everything we got. And I- I'm confident that um, this won't be the last unionization of Amazon. I've been unemployed. I need my job back, right? Um, still pending with the AG's office. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of unheard voices. Hussein Brown, she lost her life, 38 years old, black woman, testing Amazon workers, testing her coworkers in the middle of the pandemic, leaving behind her 12-year-old daughter, Gabby, because Amazon made workers test each other with no facial masks, no N95s, no cleaning, no gowns, no plexiglass in the warehouse. They had workers testing each other. I'm talking about spa. And she died. She lost her life. And that company, all they did was put up the GoFundMe that we put out there. That's it. That's what, and, 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 and to be honest with you, you know, the more, the more I think about that, it infuriates me, but... Um, thankfully, I was able to get connected with her and, and help amplify it to some degree, but it's not enough. And, and that's that's why unionizing and, and coming together for workers to have a platform to tell their stories is important because 
Um, we need to hold the company accountable. Jeff Bezos needs to be held accountable. All the top executives need to be held accountable um, because they're doing they're doing uh, injustice to these workers. They're, they're stealing labor. They're stealing money. They they they, um, they forcing workers to work long hours, calling MET whenever they want. Um, workers are not safe, and um, until they do better, once again, we're going to continue to organize. Thank you. The surprise victory by a grassroots union at the Amazon warehouse in New York has encouraged other union organizing drives. In the U.S., a second vote is being held at the Amazon plant in Bessemer, Alabama, with the results to be announced soon. The Teamsters in Canada and the U.S. are gearing up to take on Amazon, the second largest private company in the country. And there are union campaigns all around the world. As the organizing drive started at the warehouse in New York, I talked to Christy Hoffman. Ms. Hoffman is the General Secretary of Uni Global Union. Uni represents some 20 million workers in 150 countries. I asked Ms. Hoffman to describe some of the labor campaigns aimed at Amazon. That's a key question for the work around Amazon. And let me say that across the world, workers have been taking on Amazon in some cases for years, in some cases more intensively during the pandemic. I mean, when we look at the U.S., Italy, France, Spain, and Germany, all of those countries' workers have been very active, especially during the pandemic, striking over safety with protesting over conditions in the warehouses. As the speed went up during the pandemic, so did some of the safety concerns. But even beyond that, I want to say specifically Germany, the German Union Verity has been continuing to expand its footprint, to grow its membership, making great progress in growing their membership and their presence across the industry. In Italy, there was a national strike from top to bottom, from bottom to top, ranging from the cleaners all the way through to the gig delivery drivers, a national strike. And that resulted in their ability to negotiate a national protocol with Amazon, which opens the door to negotiating over all kinds of issues at the local level. Of course, everyone's aware of the Amazon campaign-led investment Alabama by RWDSU in the United States, a heroic effort and to be continued. And the Teamsters are really doing a great job engaging their UPS members at the local level all around the country, you know, long game getting ready to take on Amazon. Spain, the workers there have reached an agreement in Madrid. They've also were very active on safety issues during the pandemic. So we're really seeing quite a bit of activity across any number of countries. That's going to continue. Why is it important to work globally to change and unionize Amazon? Well, start with the fact that Amazon is really the iconic corporation of our time that captures all the issues we really care about, whether it is very anti-union to the core, precarious work, tax dodging, introduction of technology, which breaks the body and spirit of workers with algorithmic management, monopolistic. All of these issues have to be taken on, you know, as a package. This is the package you get with Amazon, and this is what we're looking at from a global perspective. So we think globally we need to raise awareness about these issues, share and develop joint strategies. 
not only among unions, but also among NGOs that are active in these different spaces, digital rights, for example. Amazon's business model is the same everywhere. It's not as if they have one model of getting work done in California and another one in Poland. It's really the same model, and they also need to know they're going to face worker resistance everywhere. Wherever they go in the world, the unions should be ready, and they are ready to take them on. They understand the challenges that they're presented, that their economy is presented when, when Amazon's there. So we've got to do this as a global movement, and that's the way we are going to do it. Here with his report about union events is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top story section included links to coverage of the awarding of the 2022 Arthur Svensson Prize to the National Health Workers Union of Liberia and its leader, George Poe Williams. They will receive this year's award for their fight for basic trade union rights for a group of workers who have been particularly vulnerable during the severe pandemics that have hit Liberia in recent years. During the Ebola pandemic in Liberia, health workers had very poor working conditions. 10% of health workers lost their lives. At the same time as the world has applauded the health workers' fight against COVID-19, healthcare workers in Liberia have lacked basic protective equipment, received low wages, and their right to organize has been attacked. The union and their leader, Williams, have fought for the health workers' right to organize and to bargain. They saw that a strong union was needed to improve the working conditions of healthcare workers in Liberia. The government sees the union's growth as a threat, and several of its leaders have been fired from their jobs. After a global campaign, Williams and his comrades got their jobs back, and the union was promised a number of improvements, and that the union would get the right to bargain. Congratulations to the union and to Comrade Williams from everyone here at Labor Start. We also carried stories about the possible end to labor hire arrangements on Norwegian construction sites, and of course, many, many items about the words and actions of trade unions who will continue to react to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found stories about the delay in pay equity payments to women workers in Canada, the struggle against sexual harassment in South Africa's mining industry, and the European Parliament's support for more transparency in the reporting of gender-based pay differences. A small sample of the stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswire this week includes demands by the United Kingdom's Trade Union Congress for the inclusion of a focus on workplace safety as that country begins the process of setting terms of reference for an inquiry into the government's response to the pandemic. We also covered a mine accident in Indonesia that seriously injured 11 workers and the danger posed to shipping in the Black Sea by drifting Russian mines. We also had coverage of the ongoing struggle by Australian firefighters to have their cancers recognized as work-related and the legalization of sex work in Belgium, a move that is expected to make the jobs of sex workers much, much safer. Our current photo of the week is of Turkish workers protesting the arrest of trade unionists who were picketing a viciously anti-union employer. Their union, Energy Sen, represents contract and other precariously employed workers in the energy sector. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Union Nation with UNION. 
Labor news you can use. You can listen to our daily newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. I'm Mark Boulanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.